It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Chapter 13 Won't you please sit down, the little old lady said with a gracious smile. Can I get either of you anything? We're fine, Stella, Trixie said. Don't trouble yourself. The apartment was spacious and largely free from the accumulation of mementos that usually characterizes a visit to Grandma's house. Stella Simple might have been somebody's grandma, but you'd never have known it. She was simply but elegantly dressed in clothes that seemed to be of current style without running to the other extreme, the sad old lady who dresses like a young girl. She was fit and full of verve, but she was probably about 70. She slid back a panel in a cabinet and revealed a well-stocked little bar. Are you certain, she said, smiling like the gracious hostess that she had clearly always been. I do hate to drink alone, but not nearly as much as I'd hate not having one at all. I smiled at this and she saw me do it. Mr. Justice, she asked again. Well, I said, maybe just a small one. Trixie glared at me for that, but I pretended that I didn't see her, which was almost but not quite as good as really not seeing her. Stella Simple fixed me a bourbon and water and made a gin and tonic for herself. She handed it to me with a sparkle in her eye. I got it right, didn't I? she asked. The water probably isn't your usual, but I thought in deference to the hour of the day. She trailed off a bit, as though fishing. Not needy, but curious. You got it just right, I said, because it was true. She smiled at that and motioned for us to sit. I have made a life's work out of reading men who think themselves inscrutable, she said. And it all begins with a drink. Trixie probably told you all about me. Trixie told me nothing, I said. She said that she knew someone we should see and has been eating her heart out ever since that I haven't asked. Stella Simple's eyes danced as she looked to Trixie. I like this one, dear, she said. I don't, Trixie said, so you can have him. You're a detective as well, Mr. Justice, Stella asked. I nodded. Well, what can you detect about me? I looked at Trixie, who shifted in her chair. My guess was that the Stella she knew was much more direct and to the point than this. The Stella on display here was putting on a show, all for my benefit. My guess is that it had nothing to do with me beyond the fact that I was a man. This is how Stella Simple was when there was a man in the room. Trixie seemed to be used to something else. I looked back to Stella. I could pretend to guess, Miss Simple, I said, but I'd be cheating. You haven't been out of the business for so long that it's forgotten you. Among certain company, Stella Simple's house is still invoked when one wishes to recall the good old days. She was pleased by this. How nice, she said. They must be thinking of the last house, the big one on Walnut Street. I nodded. There were more than a few, Mr. Justice. And I was many things before I was a madam. In my day, I was something of an adventurous. But it is nice that they remember. She smiled and took a genteel sip of her gin and tonic. I caught Trixie's eye and raised an eyebrow just slightly, by way of handing off to her. She took her cue. Stella, we need some help if you can, Trixie said. We're in the middle of something and trying to get a sense of how deep the water ahead is. Stella Simple nodded and smiled. Of course, dear. Janet Timms, Trixie said. Janet? Stella asked, surprised. I thought she was retired. I gave my head a small, involuntary shake. Stella saw it and smiled. Your friend finds the thought of a young thing like Janet Timms being retired absurd, she said. It is, I said. And he's not my friend, Trixie said. How interesting, Stella said, looking from the girl detective to me and back to Trixie. Janet Timms, Trixie said. I thought you might have known her socially. She might have been with Rossetti around the time... Trixie trailed off. Around the time Mr. Rossetti retired me, 
Stella smiled. No, not quite, but we have met many times. Stella turned her attention back to me. I imagine that you are aware, Mr. Justice, that Alphonse Rossetti and his associates run this end of town, including prostitution. I was, and I said so. It was not always thus, Stella said, a little wistful. There were always men who thought they ought to be taking in the profits, of course. By cultivating a clientele of influence on both sides of the law, I was always able to remain independent. Fifteen years ago, Al was a very different man, full of fire, ready to explode upon anyone who stood in his way. And I knew in my heart that I didn't have a lot of years left to run the house. It is a great deal of work, of management. The Rossettis had the good grace and political savvy to buy me out on generous terms. They kept the house as it was, the girls stayed on. It went downhill, of course, and in time the house was no longer profitable. If your goal is to make as much money out of something that it can possibly be bled for, it won't live long. But they had the whole trade under them by that time, and did damned well by it. She smiled at me again, as if apologetic for talking business. Or maybe for swearing, I wasn't sure. And Miss Timms, Trixie said gently. Even in retirement, I was quite the celebrity in certain circles, Stella said modestly. And once I was retired and living well, I had the time to take advantage of invitations I received. Al is really a very clever man. By being quite publicly friendly with me, the goodwill I had spent a career building became his. He became the big-hearted operator who finally gave dear old Stella a break. Even then he could see the day when he would want to legitimize his operation, and once he was in the bedrooms of power, he had his start. He made sure my friends saw that I was happy, and he did so by means most men like him would never have thought of, by actually keeping me happy. He was the same with dear Janet when her time came. She was with him for nearly five years, a sweet girl and very devoted, but always with the knowledge that she could never be more to him than a favorite toy. She never made the mistake so many of these girls do of trying to get involved in the operation, of trying to supplant the wife. Janet enjoyed herself and kept to her place. Five years is a very long time for a man like Al Rossetti to keep a girl, and in the end he probably only gave her up for appearances. Can't be seen without the youngest, freshest flower on your arm, you know. But he loved Janet, I'm sure of it, as much as a man like that ever loves anything. He took care of her, too, gave her a building, you know. This was two years ago now, and he had been buying up so many for so long by then that I'm sure he didn't even notice, but still, quite a gesture. She isn't in any sort of trouble, is she? She's dead, Trixie said simply. A cloud passed over Stella Simple's face and she took a slightly longer pull on her drink, which was still barely touched. Mine was long gone, but I hadn't talked much. She looked to Trixie. Are you on the case? she asked. Yes, Trixie answered. Stella nodded towards me. With him? Trixie sighed and nodded. Good, Stella Simple said, straightening herself as if that settled that. Is there any chance that Al Rossetti killed Janet Timms? I asked, or had it done? Stella sighed a little. There is always a chance with a man like Al, she said. If he needs someone dead, they die. If he sent someone to kill me, I would have no right to be surprised. But there would be no reason, and I can't imagine Janet would have given him one either. I just can't imagine. Did you see much of her since Rossetti gave her up? I asked, sensing our audience was drawing to a close. A few times, Stella smiled. She was still invited out from time to time to some of the larger events. She kept herself well... She had a steady boyfriend for a while. I met him twice. Good for her, I thought. Much more her own age than she ever had with Al. What did Rossetti think of that? Trixie asked. Stella smiled. Al had his hands quite full with a little Irish girl, as I recall. Didn't last long, that one. 
and I'm certain that if he had cared to pay a call upon Janet in that time, she would not have objected. Besides, that was a year ago or more. Do you remember his name, I asked? Anything about him? Oh, Mr. Justice, she smiled. I'm sure that boy couldn't have harmed a fly. He was an artist of some kind. Maybe a photographer? Lish, I think. Jim Lish. She called him Jimmy. I looked to Trixie. Jimmy Lish? I said. She shook her head. She had never heard of him either. You will find out who did this, won't you, Trixie? Stella asked. You don't think Rosetti would mind, Trixie said. And we all knew the question she was really being asked and how important the answer was. Stella bit her lip but shook her head. No, she said. I think he would be grateful. Thank you for listening to Thursday Thrillers right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike, and Sunday Showcase bringing you the very newest in audio releases from our United Artists of Audio right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.